With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Well, welcome everybody. We are live from Fremont Street in Las Vegas, Nevada, the fabulous entertainment capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada. And this is the biggest nigger on the planet. It's Monster Mike and the Baja crew. And there's a couple of us here. We're just trying to stay out of trouble. Because everybody knows what we look like now. That's a problem. It's an issue. People are pointing fingers. But what we're going to do is uh, we're hunkering down. We're at the El Cortez Hotel. What a great place this is. You know, the, the biggest benefit ever is having an old school room at the El Cortez Hotel on Fremont Street in downtown Las Vegas. What a great stay. It's fabulous. 
Again, we are from the uh, live from the entertainment capital of the world, and that is Las Vegas, Nevada, USA, North America, planet Earth, and we're live right now. Now, listen, you can call in, give us your grief, give us your opinion. We're at contingency. You can go live online on the website, live, mint. 400.com. That's live mint 400.com. We're live right there. Now, I know our uh, audience who follows us regularly on Off Road Live uh, is, is on board. So uh, everybody knows uh, from the network how to get a hold of us and how to listen. But for those of you who are brand new on the LiveMint400.com network, just give us a call. Chime right in. There are no filters for the next 60 minutes. And I'm not kidding. I'm serious. As opposed to all the other times. Monster Mike, the Baja Crew, Fremont Street, Contingency, Mint 400. All right, just give us a ring, one seven two four 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 seven four four four, 444 and then chime in at 858-25-POUND. That's 858-25-POUND. You'll get right in. Now, we do have other guests, uh, and, of course, after this first hour of 60 minutes, uh, we will have interviews and some perspective on tomorrow's race. Tomorrow's desert off-road racing. The live coverage begins at 5 a.m. West Coast right here at LiveMint400.com. And that'll include Mr. 400 himself, Norm Johnson. And it'll also include luminaries from the desert off-road racing industry. Live tomorrow, Saturday, March 14th, on LiveMint400.com. It's a desert off-road race. We are not in the middle of nowhere. We are in the capital of entertainment, Las Vegas, Nevada. It's fabulous. It's even better on Fremont Street, downtown Las Vegas. Now, I've already uh, scared off the uh, neighbors, anybody who's been even close to me. They are they are running away because how loud I'm uh, speaking into the microphone. Again, we're going to have some uh, wonderful guests today, including Norm Johnson, among other luminaries. Norm Johnson, the uh, founder, Mr. Mint 400, will be here live. We're on Fremont Street. We're live. And as mentioned, Monster Mike has the voice, so I I scare people away just when I start enunciating. And And if you don't believe me, just look at the faces of the people who are willing to sit around. They are frightened for their lives. We're live. Uh, Mint 400 Desert Off-Road Race starts tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. 
definitely tune in. Live, mint400.com. Now, uh, I see everybody putting up their cameras, doing selfies, taking pictures. I, you know, I can't, I can't figure out whether they're doing a selfie or trying to get a shot of uh, Off-Road Live on Fremont Street. I suppose it depends on the camera and, uh, you know, whether they're uh, the color side and the clear side. Yeah, I just can't figure it out yet. But everybody has their uh, their self-contained units uh, above their head, and they're looking at the light and looking at what angle. And I'm trying to put the biggest smile on my face, but it's, it's challenging when uh, the sun is extremely bright right now. I mean, we're heading into spring. Not summer yet, but uh, heading into spring. And uh, I can't figure out whether they're taking a selfie or uh, or they're shooting a shot of us, the Baja crew, with all the audio equipment, uh, with all the technical inspection, contingency, fun, and action on Fremont Street, Las Vegas, Nevada. That's where we're coming in from. And we are absolutely crystal clear. We're looking at the signal, and it's uh, really awesome. Uh, super duper. All right. Uh, the crew is on board. Uh, we are now uh, absolutely dialed in. So you can be, too. You can go under the chat. We'll uh, announce your questions. And, of course, uh, you can actually call in and talk to us, too. But I know that takes so much effort from you millennials. Why is it, and, and you should call in and tell me why it's so tar- so hard to, to, to talk about stuff in public, over the, on the phone, face-to-face. You know, what's the dealio? It's not hard. You know, it's just an opinion. Even if you're just introducing yourself, no big deal. All right, you can call in. Here's the number again. Get your pencil and paper ready. Or... Uh, Touch it into your uh, your Google, your Bing. I don't know what good that'll do you. All right, let's uh, let's round it up again. If you're in a bikini, uh, we especially want your phone call, especially if it's from the polar Arctic. We want to talk to you. Six, uh, excuse me, seven one four. Seven, excuse me, 724. <laughs> Can you tell we're on Fremont Street? We're in Las Vegas. We're having a blast. 724-444-7444. Yeah, that's the number. 724-444-7444. And uh, just, it'll ask you for a code. Just hit 85825-POUND. You'll get right in. You can talk to Monster Mike. And I did say it at the uh, top of the hour. I'll say it at the bottom of the hour. I'll reintroduce myself. Uh, Almost the entire Baja crew is here. Uh, The editor, Gary, is not here, uh, as well as our uh, second-in-command as far as uh, uh, tech goes. Alex is not here. We've never introduced the entire Baja crew, but that's intentional. I'll let them tell you when when they get introduced. We're live. I see some callers there. You can chime in anytime you want. 
otherwise, I'm just uh, I'm going to introduce the uh, interviews that we've got online for this afternoon. Of course, we've got uh, some other entertainment signed up for this afternoon, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's going to be a surprise. We will do a 60-minute show from here to the uh, top and a little bit over the hour. And then uh, we're going to have an intermission, and then we're going inside the El Cortez Hotel and uh, taking up some of their studio space inside the El Cortez on Fremont in downtown Las Vegas. Now, even the most knowing of know-it-all, know-it-alls of Las Vegas, Nevada, don't know where we're going because this is a uh, 20s studio that was built a long time ago uh, on in the downtown area of Las Vegas as a bomb shelter. And, you ready for this? It was built for security for one of the railroads. And uh, we're fortunate enough that the uh, good folks at the hotel are allowing us in this uh, terrific studio, which we're going to inhabit uh, for the balance of today. Tomorrow we will be out at uh, uh, Prim Valley area for the race. Okay, uh, one more time, and then uh, we'll go into some of the introductions. Uh, Any of the callers want to chime in? Go ahead. So, again, a thanks to the El Cortez, a really super-duper terrific uh, location. Uh, Can't uh, thank you enough. And, of course, all of our friends in downtown Las Vegas that have welcomed us with open arms. Again, you can go online and listen uh, and experience the Desert Off-Road Race Mid 400 all day tomorrow. Go to LiveMint400.com. That's LiveMint400.com. Now, I know that if you're in the casinos, or even if you're on Fremont right now, it's a little noisy. That's okay. You can uh, uh, go into a semi-quiet area, and the phones nowadays are uh, uh, good enough to call in. You don't have to worry about the background sound. Uh, They've got great technology to uh, mute out uh, all of the loud background sound. Go ahead and do that. And just call in regular. You don't have to put it on speaker or anything. It's just like you're calling your mom or your friends. Oh, that's right. You don't call your mom. It's just like you're calling your friends. Please do that. And um, we will also take calls all day tomorrow. Now, just to let you know, in our show later today from the studio at the El Cortez Hotel, we will not take calls after 9 p.m. tonight. And that's because... um, We just don't have the ability of getting uh, your signal in that particular studio. But tomorrow we we will be fully operational at 5 a.m., so you can call in then or any time tomorrow during the desert off-road race. The Minute 400. We welcome all of our uh, fans on Off-Road Live and, of course, all of the uh, new friends we've made in Las Vegas over the weekend and, of course, in all of our desert reporting that we've done out of Las Vegas since 2007. Uh, In 2007, we did uh, some reporting 
having to do with the SCORE events in Las Vegas, and that began a long relationship with some of the desert racers uh, in the Las Vegas area. Really cool, fun stuff. Now it's 2015. Tomorrow, Saturday, March 14th, the Desert Off-Road Race of the Mint 400 goes off Hello. at... Oh, hey, hey, Norm, how are you? Sorry, a couple minutes late, I have a little family emergency. Uh, that's completely understandable, and it's uh, uh, we just uh, welcome your phone call and love to have you on board. Uh, uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, this is Mr. Mint 400. Norm Johnson, please welcome him on to LiveMint400.com. Yay! Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Absolutely. Well, downtown was pretty loaded today. Tell, tell us all about what happened in your day today, Norm. Oh, I just I just walked around. I didn't spot anybody I knew. That's what's the problem with getting too old. You outlived your your friends. <laughs> Well, that's a part of it. The other is, uh, you know, it's tough getting away from the easy chair once you're past 55. Well, I'm way past that. <laughs> well, we won't we won't discuss it at least right now. But hey, uh, why don't you talk about the sounds? I'm proud of my age. I'm 82. <laughs> talk about the sounds and scenery that you experience uh, on Fremont today. I think they're doing a great job downtown, bringing the uh, bringing the event at least back downtown. But unfortunately, the old men hotel used to be is where the all, all the action take used to take place, and it was lot, you had all the casinos having their bars out on in front, and they they welcomed the racers and the people and the visitors and stuff and you had it was jam packed one solid day you know but unfortunately now the only space left to do that kind of stuff is uh, uh, east of Las Vegas uh, proper you know down around uh, 6th street and so now they now they do everything from about I think it's Fifth Street on down to Tenth Street, and there's no. They're trying to build up that area. The only thing down there is the El Cortez Hotel, and that's a famous hotel. And I went in there and had a a beverage, talked to the bartender, and he said business hadn't been that good. I don't know. Okay, hey uh, Norm, why don't we talk about that then? Okay, so the, the event is pushed farther down. It's down. Uh, now on all the way down to 10th. Yeah. Um, and, and now I'm going to be upfront about this with you, uh, my friend. Uh, it's been explained to me that uh, they're going to buy some property down there. I have no knowledge of that at all. Yeah, our understanding is that there's there's now a push to buy land uh, down there for the off-road interests. And let me express to you, Norm, I think that's a good idea and I'll tell you why. I think we need room for growth. Yeah. Uh, uh, Matt Martelli uh, a couple weeks ago mentioned, and I asked him, I just said straight out, why are you heading down to 10th? And he uh, said back, he said, because we're growing. And I, and I, you know, my thinking on it, 
am, I'm crossing my fingers and toes that these guys are on track, on target. And then what they'll do is they'll push the growth south uh, past 10th. Uh, maybe let's buy some property, let's expand. Because you know what? If uh, nobody else wants to buy that area down there, uh, why not have annual, maybe two or three times a year, uh, regular desert off-road racing, contingency, te technical inspection, and other kinds of events and activities that are right adjacent to Las Vegas, but not necessarily on the Strip or downtown. Well, you know, about oh, two or three months ago, I was invited, because I'm a member of the media here in Las Vegas, and I went to a groundbreaking for a, I think, two-story uh, building that will house a little tiny casino, uh, meeting rooms, uh a little restaurant, and uh, just uh, it's, they have a place in Phoenix now, and I don't recall the name of it, but it's in the process of being built, and that's around on 8th, 8th Street, 8th or 9th Street. And there is land down there that can be easily purchased. There are old motels and stuff like that. There is even an old hotel down there and some... Uh, some places that could be purchased at a reasonable price, I do think. Well, let me let me uh, uh, offer a, a let me broker a deal right here online. Uh, Norm Johnson, uh, Monster Mike, hey, let's buy some. Uh, let's buy a corner down there, and let's do uh, Norm's Mint 400 Fun Factory. <laughs> that'd be that'd be funny. Oh my god. <laughs> Hey, I'm telling you, I, we got to do something down there. Listen, if we have to push uh, Best in the Desert to do uh, more events and more uh, technical inspection and contingency, uh, more races, or just, you know, reconfigure where they start and finish, you know, let's grab some land, let's build, and uh, uh, let's build for the future. Because i got to tell you, it was just a couple of years ago, Norm, that I had a long night. And uh, middle of the day, I went down to the middle, I thought, of nowhere, and I sat against the wall. I took a nap, took a, you know, I fell asleep. You know, some people would say I passed out. No, no, no. It's more like uh, taking a, a power nap. And uh, Nothing wrong with power naps. I was taking a power nap, and I woke up, and there were uh, bunches of people going over to uh, a trailer to get their tracking devices put in for Bestman Desert Mint 400 that year. Yeah, and I and I stretched and I looked uh, looked behind me, and I said, "Hey, look at this! This is a little vibe that hasn't opened in years." And I started knocking on the door. Guy just cracked it, and he said, uh, "What do you want?" I said, "Listen, uh, it says bar here. Uh, why don't, can you open up? Do you have anything cold?" The guy looks at me. He goes, "Look, at he, we're we're under construction," and I go, "Well, look, I'm looking at the sign, the neon sign, and it says Atomic Liquors." That sounds okay. like a good i that sounds like a good idea, yeah, so that's the very first place that has a uh, liquor license in the city of uh, Vegas uh, come again, yeah, that was the very first place that had a, a large scale liquor license in the city of las Vegas. Wow, now that's historic. I didn't know that, so here's what I did. I said, well, listen, why don't you let me in and let let's talk game plan." 
And uh, he goes, no, we're not going to let you in. But I said, listen, why don't you uh, why don't you go down to the store? You got a license, right? He goes, yeah. I said, why don't you uh, go get a couple of cases? Because see all these people out here? They want to drink beer more than I do. Uh-huh. And he, start, he starts laughing. They went and fetched some uh, cases of beer. They opened up in about 20 minutes. And they started selling beer for the first time since they were closed when uh, the owners when the owners sold the place. Yeah, Jesus, that's that would that cool. could have that could have been one of the most profitable naps that I've ever taken. But uh, <laughs> suffice it to say, they're selling beer left and right, and they start selling wine and all that. And then after a couple of hours, I said, uh, you "Got any cigarettes?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, that's a good idea. We got a couple of machines." And they start whacking uh, 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 cases of uh, cigarettes in those machines. Oh wow! But you so know, right. you know the off-road group loves their beer. Well, it's especially on contingency. Yeah, yeah. That used to be the fun thing going down contingency row with your beer in your hand and, and somebody pushing your car along. That's right. God, I. I have a picture. Of, do, you, do you remember um, heavy set guy uh, used to be the contingency? Uh, God, oh, I can't remember names sometimes. I have these your moments, folks, and you know, but I can get away with it. I'm 82. Well, Norm, well, well, Norm, that's why I'm here. You just tell me where you're going, and I'll help you out. Uh, he used to be the race director for the men. Big heavy set guy. Uh, Lucas Hand. You mean the hand guy? Oh, boy. No, that's okay. Everybody knows him. Go ahead. Tell your story. Uh, well, anyway, I'm standing there next to my car. He's he's standing there talking to somebody in this picture. And I look at it, and I could actually wear a T-shirt with a flat stomach. God, those were the days. And you threw it out there with a beer in your hand and drinking away and cops or nothing. Well, what's great about uh, Las Vegas, and God bless Las Vegas, is that it's still somewhat the same. You can do that as long as you have a, a plastic container. You're not in anything breakable. Right. And uh, and you're not that, making a fool of yourself. Right. Oh, yeah, you got to have control. Yeah, total. Right. So uh, uh, that's where we're... The weather up here is going to be 81 degrees at the racetrack tomorrow. Perfect. Perfect weather for the racing. Perfect desert off-road racing weather. And listen, everybody, you can join in on the fun. Tune in to LiveMint400.com tomorrow morning, 5 a.m., or whenever you want to, tune in anytime. Now, 2.30 West Coast, uh, Norm, is the second race. Right. The The Unlimited. I'll be uh, tuning in for that one especially. Now, you're not just tuning in. You're going to be providing some color for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, okay. That's what I thought you meant by tune in. Well, that's what I'm telling everybody else to do. And, oh. c- and certainly you can, too, if you just want to listen. Now, the one thing I do want to bring up, hey, let's have a pre-race uh, uh, a strategy and organization meeting. Okay, break. That's what we're doing right now, uh, Norm. We're having our organizational meeting, 
Norm Johnson, Monster Mike, the mid 400 live. How are we going to do this? Who are you asking? And uh, what's great is all you have to do is call in. You got to you got to love this technology. Okay, I'll call in on the same phone number, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay, that's great. So all you do is you call in, you look at the website uh, livemid400.com. Yeah. It will have it'll have all your race telemetry. It'll have all your live race tracking. Now, now one of the things that we've talked about, Norm, yeah. and it's really and it's really bothered me that these guys have not told you how how to look at the race online. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. Let me assure you that when you go to livemid400.com, yeah. what's great about it is it's completely self-explanatory. You just hit a couple of buttons, and you'll be able to track racers, find out who's in first, see who's winning, and also you'll also be able to get uh, race commentary live. And, of course, uh, you'll also be able to listen in to the live race radio relay yeah. at live at live 400com Now, I have to tell you, I'm very, very upset now that's a level above disappointment, okay? Yeah. It's it's one level above disappointment. I'm upset uh that these guys haven't been square with you up until now because since two thousand and nine we've we've been providing live uh video and live pictures and live commentary online. And they well, didn't tell you. I just sent out a press release uh to my private mailing list. And that's about 10,000 readers. Love it. And, and, and Mel, and Mel, excuse me, Norm, the other thing that I'm, uh, I, I want to uh, absolutely concur with you on, uh, I was just in a couple of casinos earlier today, and the one thing that I can tell you for sure, absolutely confirmed, it's bona fide. You can't see hide nor hair of anything except the goddamn basketball brackets. Of course. Of course. The you can't... Monster week. You can't compete with it. No. There's no way. It's impossible. I mentioned this to the Martelli brothers, and maybe, you know, they should consider going back to the men's original date, and that was in April. Well, uh, whatever it is, I, I absolutely concur with you, Norm. That and I and I've experienced this before, but I never I never really realized or appreciated the importance or the relevance of uh, the point that you made uh, until uh, the other day. And then I started talking to people, and then this morning I uh, had my own experience. That I mean, there are literally thirty thousand, forty thousand people in town right now. And all they care about is betting on basketball. Absolutely. They spend their money at at the sports book, and all the sport books are busy as hell, and uh, all they care about is watching on TV the the, uh, basketball games. And And what's the goal? And then today and tomorrow, down at Casman Field, the Chicago Cubs are here playing an exhibition game. Yeah, that makes that makes it even worse. You know, I mean, 
let's be honest about it. Uh, the mid 400 can stand alone by bringing people into town. So why go on the week that is already full of people? Uh, we we need to be the the event. The mid 400 needs to be scheduled on an absolutely clear weekend event date. You will never, ever find an absolute clear weekend. Uh, this town is always busy. Every weekend something's going on. But there are weeks when there's very less going on than others, and that's when you could come bring the – April is a good month for uh, uh, an event like this because you're not up against any big conventions. You're not up against uh, any big betting game. Uh, baseball is just in its infancy for the season. You know, I mean, every basketball's ending. April's a perfect. That's why we went in April. Las Vegas is the entertainment capital of the world, and it's completely understandable that you don't have a clear uh, event date. But uh, you're absolutely right. There's got to be a, a date, a weekend in April, where at least we can compete and defeat. Uh, some other event, and that way we can become the basketball bracket weekend uh, of Las Vegas. Uh, and, you know, that's the other thing that, that really uh, I, I, I am I absolutely challenged to talk about, and that is betting. Uh, they, they, there's a couple books that are taking bets on the men. <clears throat> we need more of that. Yeah. We, need, we need more commentary. We need more books to talk about desert off-road racing. We need more people to take bets on who's going to win in a desert off-road race, primarily the Mint 400. It's in town, right? Yeah. It, it, now, this is not out of the impossible, am I right? Well, I'll be honest with you. It would fall in the same category. Like NASCAR, they would... They have betting on NASCAR when they're in the Daytona 500 and the Las Vegas 400. That's the only time that the books take bets on the NASCAR. And let's be honest about it, NASCAR is huge. Yeah, it's, and, it's national. And then the only time they take bets on the Indianapolis race is when the Indy 500 is running. And unfortunately, you have like 330 cars in a race like the men. You'd have to limit it strictly to the trophy trucks, which is about 57 vehicles. And then the boogies themselves don't have that much information about the drivers, the cars. You know, they, they're they just going to be guessing. And if you know books, they don't like to guess. They like to have their facts, their figures correct. Yeah, they they need experts to give them the line. Yeah, yeah. And there's well, no, really, I'm not an expert in that category either to put out a line on. I would I would do like most people. I'd put a, I'd have to put four guys right at the top as, as definite four to one, five to one long shots. And that'd be Menzies, B.J. Baldwin, McCracken. Uh, uh, well, even... Even uh, the old NASCAR guy still racing. Uh, yeah, Justin Lofton. Gordon, then Lofton's young. See, Gordon's 
uh, a little bit on the age side. And, Robbie uh, who? Bobby, Bobby, Robbie Gordon. Robbie Gordon? Never heard of him. I know you haven't. <laughs> well, uh, let's let's well, have some let's have some fun, Norm. Yeah, he's cool. He's a good guy. He's got. I think he came out with an energy drink a couple years ago. I have no idea what you're talking about. That's I'm I'm laughing. Yeah, I know you are. But, now, uh, now, you Norm, know. you you are terrific. You are a terrific straight guy because I could say anything right now, and you will do the straight line. I love it. Oh yeah, I'm I'm a good straight man. But let me tell you something, uh, Robbie. If he had had a financing, you know, a sponsorship when he was racing NASCAR, he would have been a NASCAR champion. He could have been very easily. He always had to drive a, a second class, second grade car. Well, and that those are business decisions. That's a. That's yeah. not the, the the most difficult thing in motorsports is business decisions. Oh boy, tell me about it. Yeah, I remember so, one year, one year I had a a, a sponsor, uh, a beer sponsor. I cannot name names because it would the story would end up badly for me. But I can tell you the end. See, so just bear with me. So I had this beer sponsor on my race car for a tune of fifty thousand dollars. And wow. For racing back in the 70s, that was good money. That's millions of dollars today. And that put me in all the Baja races, the Riverside race, and naturally the mid-400, you know. Okay, so my pit crew wanted uh, lots of beer. We traveled. We traveled lots of beer and stuff. So I had to make a special cup, a phone cup, with my sponsor on the phone cup, and then they put Coors inside it. <laughs> now you know why I didn't name the beer. No, I have no idea who it is. <laughs> but, you know, what the hell? The pit crew was happy. Well, and listen, that's, that's the way it was for many years in uh, Baja, Mexico. Some of the best... Uh, souvenirs were the ones that were made by the beer companies. You'd show up down at the race down there, they have they'd have plenty of product. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and what you'd want to do is you'd want to get a container that, you know, had the designated name of the race and it had the sponsor name. And they had that every single time. Uh one of one of my favorites and I still have two or three of these things. Uh Takate uh had a very nice plastic a mug, very large size, not just an 8-ounce. It was like a 20-ounce mug. And this thing was uh, built uh, really well. I still have a couple of them, and that's after uh, mistreating them for years. Oh. And you're you're absolutely right, though. Those are, that, That's the kind of business decision that, that uh, yeah. your products hey. in particular you have to have. I'm holding in my hands right now a bottle of wine. That on the back of it, it has Score International, Baja, 1,000 kilometer, November 11, 13, 1976. Santo Tomas Wineries and de Santo Tomas. I hate red wine. I hate to open the bottle. <laughs> that was the same year that the El Presidente brandy was also a sponsor. 
Yeah. And I never opened it. It's still sealed. Oh, that's a... You should put that on eBay and just take a look and see how much you can get for it. Oh, why? I'm only... Like, I got all the mint 400 bottles, you know, and my kids... My daughter, my oldest daughter has all those, and I have a collection of every bottle thus far from the new mint, you know, because they come out with tequila for two years, and last year they came out with a vodka. And this year they're coming out with a whiskey. I don't know if I'm going to get one of the bottles or not. Right, and beer too. Well, and have you noticed that that, uh, we've been friends now for like a week, and I haven't said one word about a decanter, am I right? I haven't asked you nothing. No. (laughs) And, you know, that's one of the highest highest prized Mint 400 uh, memorabilia are the decanters. uh, But, you know, surprising, have you ever went on Amazon and see what they're selling for? Tell me. They're not selling for very much. I think the, the whole collection, if you had all five bottles or six bottles, which I got, only selling for about 400 bucks for the whole collection. I'm very surprised. I am, too. I really am. Well, okay, let's move on. Uh, uh, and listen, we could talk about products all day long and, and I know. souvenirs. It's great fun. I mean, I love it. But let, let's talk about the serious stuff. and. And I got to tell you, I, I know I'm talking to the right person, and in, in uh, you know, uh, in yourself having to do with scheduling and, and future races and all that kind of stuff. You know, I never really thought about it, Norm. A few years ago, when I was uh, uh, in town and uh, I was checking out stuff, I mean, it was just it was, there wasn't a question about anything other than. You know, the basketball was what was going on in the casinos, and then you had to talk to your friends and, and the other fans about off-road. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, you know, and I'll be honest with you, uh, I've, I've never been a huge basketball fan. <laughs> me either. I, I, it's, to me, it's, I've, I've gone. I've watched the running Rebels, you know, in the past. But it just never really captured my interest. Football did, and all, and racing of any type has always got my interest. Yeah, me too. Motorsports. I I was downtown and I was looking at some of these newer new trucks and the new dune buggy. And now you know this year they got the vintage class. And this is. A, Bringing back some of the old race cars, I think you have to be uh, raced, actually raced prior to 1982 to be called in the vintage class, and that is neat. I don't know how many entries they ended up with in that class, but it wasn't well publicized. That's the problem here again. No, it's, it's almost a secret, and and that's sad because uh, the the vintage part, I think, is is one of the biggest uh, biggest breakout things that could happen in motorsports and oh. desert off-road races. But look at your SCCA, you know, type of cars that used to race in the 60s and 70s and 80s. They have a vintage, what they call, uh, like a vintage class in Monte Carlo. They have one up at uh, up near San Francisco, you know, that road track up there. Every year they bring out these old uh, horses and McLarens and and some of those vehicles, we could be doing the same thing with the Mint 400. There are guys that are got vehicles like uh, like the old um, 
Banshee for crying, uh, crying out loud? That's still alive somewhere. And some no, people... Norm, you're right on the money again. You're absolutely right. Now, the one thing that I can say about that is that what what is your feeling about doing two days of racing? Well, I'd rather see two days of racing than uh, something like they're doing at 6 a.m. in the morning when nobody's going to go out to watch it. And, you know, have have the big race on Saturday and uh, maybe the uh, lesser-known racers race on Friday. Or, or some other day, but two days of using the track because there are more racers who want to, who want to race in the event but if you restrict regular entries, you can imagine how much restriction there is on, let's say, UTVs or uh, vintage yeah. vehicles. There needs to be two days. Now, the one thing that I get from these race organizers, and i got to tell you, I've been talking to these guys for 20 years. I get the impression a little bit that they got plenty of money, and they're, they're really kind of unwilling to work extra I don't know, these that, but I'll be honest with you. Uh, like, if you t- did do a two-day race, it would double the cost. Uh, and I don't know if BLM would go along with it. That's the problem also. All right, let's step step around that one. All right, well, uh, let's talk about uh, tomorrow's uh, uh, race, uh, Norm. This is uh, Monster Mike, the Baja Crew. We're on the line with Mr. Mint 400. Uh, Norm Johnson, and we're working out the uh, logistics for uh, tomorrow's race online. We we welcome your uh, uh, patronage tomorrow. Listen in, and uh, oh, by the way, you can ask questions of Norm and I if you'd like. Um, Be happy to answer questions. That's right. Call in right now one seven two four 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 seven four four four. That's one seven two four 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 seven four. Four four, and then just hit eight five eight two five pound. That's eight five eight two five pound, and it's not hard. Give us a jingle if you've got a, a question, concern, comment. Seven more minutes, and I have to leave, uh, Mike. No, we'll wrap this up. We'll wrap it up in five minutes because I, I definitely want to send you on your way on time. All right, nope. let's talk about tomorrow. When when would you like to make your first call tomorrow, Norm? I'll probably make it around whatever time is convenient for you. You tell me because I'm I'll be glued to the, the web page. Well, why don't you call in right at the start of the uh, second race? Yeah. That way we can we can comment on uh, you know the high end uh, unlimiteds. We can talk about the class ones, and that'll be uh, two o'clock. Yeah, I'll call in around two o'clock for sure. That sounds great. And then if you want to take a break or whatever. Because then we'll we'll be online into the uh, at least the early evening for the unlimited, and we'll talk about who won. We'll talk about you know the the experience of the uh, race event, and of course there's going to be stragglers into the night. But those are you know that that's all extrication. We're not going to talk about those people. Well, you know that's uh, that's uh, the unfortunate part that I always have disliked about racing. They always you know, to the winners, and you know. Yeah. If, and they forget to talk to the poor guys that struggled, but they did get it there, but they maybe had a lot of problems, and and they're just as important as the winners, I think. Yeah, you, now, did you ever have to be extricated from a race course? Yeah, a couple. 
but the car had to be actually pulled out of a hole or uh, or crash go bad. And but I all I, I still went on to usually finish a race. I raced one time in Baja, and I, had, I all my lights were busted and was in the part of the night. And I had to follow. I'd jump in behind somebody and follow their taillights for a while. Then I'd pull over because other cars were. I'd seen them coming up on me, and I'd pull over and then I'd jump behind them and follow them until daylight. And then I could do my fast stuff. But I, you know, that's part of racing that nobody knows about is how you can survive out there without with broken parts like taking the front tire off of your wheel and putting it on the flat tire in the back. And, you know, there's all... You do. Yeah, yeah extrication and just getting off the race course in desert off-road racing, uh, is uh, it can be an entire show. Well, listen, we've had... Uh, can I tell you one more little story? Of course. Okay, Rod Hall. You know Rod. He lives up in Reno now, and he races the Hummers. Anyway, back in the day, he used to race for Jeep, and uh, there's a place in in the Baja Thousand and the 500 that's up on the mountain. It's an old hangout, nightclub-like place. You probably remember the name. And it, it, it was a, a restaurant and everything. Well, there was part of that was a checkpoint, and you come down on this winding trail down to get back into the valley, and uh, I. You go pretty fast on the trail, and I went off got hung up on the trees. A, rod, a whole bunch of cars come by, and I'm out there standing holding a pole. Uh, rod Paul stopped, and tie, I tied up to his Jeep, and he pulled me back off the top of the tree, in back on the trail, and then he took off, and I got started, and I, was, I finished the race. That's it. Norm, thank you very much for that story. That's awesome. Uh, again, everybody, I'm welcoming you to tune in to LiveMint400.com tomorrow. Uh, we are live uh, all weekend, but in particular during the uh, racing. Uh, the race starts at uh, 6 a.m. Uh, tomorrow morning, Saturday, March 14th. Uh, tune in to LiveMint400.com. Uh, we've had on the line Mr. Mint400, Norm Johnson. Thanks very much, Norm, for tuning in and calling today. Thank you. Norm, we'll see you tomorrow at the race. Okay. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.